if you vacillate in between going invisible and needing to be a little miss perfect and codependent needing everyone else to like you and be happy with you and with everything that you say you're not going to be very successful or happy in life or have much self-respect because you know on a certain level you're letting yourself in some way get walked all over you've gotten great at divine working but what about divine living welcome to the divine living podcast i'm your host gina devee you're not alone in wanting more and here at the divine living podcast you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives the conversation starts now What's up, what's up, my queen? Hello from Florence. Glenn and I just returned from about three or four days in Rome where uh, I had a client who flew in from Israel to do her private one-day intensive there. So I met her there to uh, do some work, and then Glenn and I spent a few days. And it was so great reminiscing because um, we were married in Rome. I don't know if you know that. And uh, I was talking with a different client yesterday, and she's like, tell me about it. And I was like, when I was telling her the story, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure the podcast community might be interested as well. So I'll share with you what I shared uh, a little bit with her in, in her session. So um, yes, in 2010, Glenn and I got married at the top of the Spanish Steps. Um, at the top of the Spanish Steps, there's this hotel. It's the Hassler Hotel. And it's super old school, glamorous. It's like where Audrey Hepburn used to stay and, you know, that crowd. And at the top of the hotel, their penthouse suite has this huge terrace that overlooks all the rooftops of Rome. And it's really beautiful. And that's where we had our ceremony. So 2010, I had like just started traveling a bit. I wasn't a super avid traveler, so I'm much, much better as a visionary than anything logistical. So I picked July to get married in Rome. It's hot, people. It is, it is a level of sweltering hot. And so um, I don't remember feeling that way because I was in too much bliss the entire time. However, as I like come out in my big poofy white wedding dress, walking down the aisle, I'm pretty sure I could visibly see Glenn not sweating through his shirt, through, through the suit. <laughs> Like the poor, my baby love, the poor man got so, I mean, it was hot. It was hot. And I'm pretty sure everybody hated me that I had invited to the wedding. Um, but it was a, it was a magical, mystical ceremony at the top of the Spanish steps in Rome. And then afterwards we walked down the Spanish steps for photos and we were then going to go to the Trevi Fountain. So... Here we are, like bridal party. I'm in my big poofy white dress. My bridesmaids are all in red. Now, Italians and a bride, there's going to be a certain level of hysteria anyways, but Italians, the Spanish steps, a bride, a bridal party walking down when there was like already a crowd because it's high tourist season or the height of it, you know, the all of Rome is screaming, Tanti Agordi, and, and every... Culture was like coming out of the woodwork, taking pictures of the whole thing. It was really fun. 
so we, I don't know how I did it. I was like in, you know, three inch Louboutins. And when I was there this past weekend, I was in flat boots and I almost slipped. So I don't know how I made it down. Uh, Glenn's arm must have been like a solid perch that I was like holding on to. So make it down to the bottom of the Spanish steps. And I look up and I'm like, wait a minute, there's clouds. Like this, it can't rain on my wedding day. It's like, I have pictures to take. And Glenn's like, don't worry, it's not going to rain. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, because it'd been this July, gorgeous, sunny day. So we go and we get into, uh, the Hassler has this 1928 Rolls Royce. So Glenn and I get into this, more photos, our wedding party's in like a van behind us. And um, we're like, you know, rounding the corner of the cobblestone streets in our like just post ceremony bliss and then i hear the rolls royce after going like not even a block conks out like dies and i'm like okay um so much for that and then but i look out the window and i look up and now the, the sky is like seriously gray. I'm like, it's going to rain. And so Glenn's like, Gina, it's fine. And then the Italians are saying, well, it's good luck if it rains on your wedding. I'm like, luck schmuck. I got to get to the Trevi Fountain and get these photos. So without thinking, I whip my Louboutins off, hike up my dress and start running. <laughs> I knew where it was. Running down the cobblestone streets of Rome. And it just starts to drizzle. So we've got drizzling rain, a barefoot bride running down the cobblestone streets of Rome to get to the Trevi Fountain for her photos. Glenn, to this day, will say he was just like standing in amazement behind me watching this. It was like a just a movie. We get to the Trevi Fountain. My husband was so bewildered. It's it's not it's like so humid and so hot. Like there's pictures of like he was holding the bouquet, kissing me. Like he was such a champ and totally showed up for it. Again, I'm pretty sure everybody the wedding party hated me, and we all got then into the air conditioned van and went back up to, to the top of the hill. Went back into the Hassler and just like that. The clouds parted, the sun came out again, it was blue skies, and then there was our reception. So needless to say, that corner of Rome and the world has a very special place in our hearts. So we, we did a little reminiscing and went back and one of the, the guys at the Hassler like, that was there for a wedding, he like, it's still there now. And anywho, um... That is not the subject of today's podcast, but I thought I would share a little fun story in case you hadn't heard that. Today is about showing up for yourself. And there have been so many lessons that I'm just like learning almost on a daily basis and, and along the way that I am seeing how often I self-abandon or go invisible or you know, in, in some level of codependency where I'm not wanting to offend or upset someone else. So I hope that the stories I'm going to share today illumine where in your life you might be self-abandoning and how we together as women can learn to speak the truth in love in ways that are really honoring of ourselves 
Hopefully that message is well received, but even if it isn't, you will have a level of self-respect for you and you will feel good about yourself. Um, so let's start with a prayer and, and then I will share some of my stories. Ah, dear God, thank you. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for everything that has gone on in our life that has brought us to this present moment. Thank you for deepening the courage within us to speak our truth, to show up for ourselves. And we ask for continued strength and wisdom and guidance from you that we would have greater trust in speaking more clearly and more honestly that would have us live more authentic lives and have more authentic relationships. And we pray this believing. Amen. Alrighty. So, um, you know, I don't talk about anything that I either haven't had to learn myself or am not still learning myself. All, all of this is, um, it's, it's, you know, my life is so much of the, the, the lesson ground, shall we say. So I want you to know I'm right there with you. And one of the things I noticed, <laughs> as awesome as Baby Love is, he has this, like, he's like a stop and drop kind of guy. And when I say that, I mean, if Glenn is hungry or if Glenn wants a cup of coffee, it doesn't matter if we're in an airport or Rome or anywhere. The first thing he sees is where he's going to go. And it doesn't matter if it's like the dingy diner at the airport. It doesn't matter if I might be exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, I think that if he was hungry and there was like a restaurant with one of those like laminated food cards with like the pictures of the food on it, like he, like we're going here. And I for, oh, I know what it was. It was Sunday. We were in Rome and I had this vision of like sitting in a piazza and drinking an Aperol spritz and having lunch with my baby love and... The, the place that I wanted to go, I didn't make a reservation at, and they required it. So I just figured, well, you can't really get a bad meal in Italy, let alone Rome. So we'll wander around and find something else. Well, Glenn was hungry. So he just, like, without, like, me kind of catching wind of this, he just asks the guy who had turned us away and said, no, you have to have a reservation. He's like, where's another good place to eat? So the guy directs him. And Glenn's off and on a mission. And I'm like, all right, well, I kind of would trust a recommendation from, from that source. So we get to the place, which is like two minutes away, and the host, and there's this beautiful outdoor terrace, and I'm like so excited. And the host is like, come this way. And she starts to walk inside. And I, I'm like, is there anything outside? And she's like, uh, there's a wait for outside. And Glenn's hungry. So like, we're going all of a sudden, I'm being whisked inside to. I could tell the food looked good, but the ambiance was not what I was looking for at all. It was like the lights were bright and it was inside. And I'm like, it's, it's a spring day. Like what is happening? I was like, but I didn't say anything. Cause I, I knew like Glenn was on mode and in mission. So here I am on my Sunday in Rome eating inside with, you know, all these other people. And, and so it was a little, wah, wah. So fine, fine. I, you know, 
I could have moved, I could have changed things, I, but I didn't, I didn't. But I'll tell you what I did do. Um, the day after my client intensive, we were walking around and we went to the Smeg store. Not that this is important, but I do love the Smeg appliances. Uh, they're these adorable Italian appliances. Anyways, the part of the section of Rome that that store is in is, I don't know, it's kind of commercial and it's not really quaint. And Glenn's like, do you want to get a cup of coffee? And I was like, yeah. And there was a cafe, but a very like whatever cafe and he's like let's go there and, and i was like not today not today i'm not self-abandoning today he's like what you have to like find like the perfect place to have a cappuccino every cappuccino is going to taste the same they're all going to be good and i was like i and he's like we're like looking around and there was like nothing inside it was kind of not industrial but commercial and it, whatever and he's like there's nothing around here what do you want gina and i just I said, I want to get in a taxi right now and I want to go to Via Veneto, which is a little bit like the Rodeo Drive of Rome. And he's like, are you serious? And I said, I sure am. And he found us a taxi stand pretty quickly and off we went. So I think it's important that we know ourselves and we know what's important to ourselves and we speak up about it. Was Glenn happy about this? Hell no. Was he like excited to go get in a taxi and drive across town so that I could have a cappuccino in like the spot that I wanted to? Mm -mm. Once we got there, he was, but I didn't need him to like the experience. And he and I have enough love for each other. He, he can have whatever experience. He, if he needs to be miserable riding across Rome in the back of a taxi, he gets to do that. And I take it on zero whatsoever. He does the same thing with me, P.S. Like we have our own experiences. Um, as codependent as I can be in so many relationships, my relationship with Glenn is not one of those. So it was just such a great lesson for me because I see other ways in which I kowtow to people, go invisible, don't state my preferences, I'm afraid of speaking up, I'm afraid of someone else someone else not like ha having their own emotions in, in, in process. And then I let that stop me. So I don't know if you can see this in your life and in ways that you're doing this, but I say together, let's like start to develop some skills and some tools where we take the risk on behalf of ourselves. I um, in my own your throne mastermind, I saw a bunch of people wishing one of my clients a happy birthday. And I was like, oh, I didn't know what today was her birthday. So I, I just jumped in there and I was like in the little WhatsApp group that we have. And I was like, celebrated her and gave her birthday wish and all that. <laughs> she boxes me separately. And she's like, Gina, I didn't have the heart to tell him. It's not today, it's tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, and own your throne. We have got to practice being visible to ourselves and our mastermind sisters. Will you please go fill them in? And like, I'm just like seeing this with women ever. By the way, this is not some like weak, insecure uh, woman. Like this is like a powerhouse of a entrepreneur, queen, personal development, like not her first rodeo either, but like we do this, right? And then um, while I was in Rome, I had some Zoom sessions with some of my clients and um, 
you know, as I, I've learned so much about coaching, my preferences, how I like my business to run, how I like my um, in-person events to run, and sometimes my boundaries need a, a refresher, sometimes they need adjusted, sometimes they need recommunicated. So I have a thing with time. I'm just, I am a start on time, end on time person. I'm not a scheduled person in between that. Anything is fair game, but I'm always like, I start on time, lunch is at a specific time and I end on time. Like those are like, that's my value system right there. And um, there were some people that were coming in late to my most recent in-person in retreat. And I said things a couple of times that like, in a way like, I really appreciate everyone being here early so we can start on time and, and, and that kind of thing. And then the late still happened. And the old conditioned Little Miss Perfect part of me that I wrote about in my book didn't want to confront this client on it. The queen in me knew it was necessary. And so if you vacillate in between going invisible and needing to be little miss perfect and codependent, needing everyone else to like you and be happy with you and with everything that you say, you're not going to be very successful or happy in life or have much self-respect because you know on a certain level you're letting yourself in some way get walked all over. And then I didn't know there was any other option other than full-blown bitch mode. It was like either invisible, it's all or none with me and my condition. You're all, you know, go invisible or like, what the, were you thinking? And my queen work, because we teach what we want to learn, so much of my queen work has been learning to speak the truth in love, learning to not be afraid of confrontation, and creating agreements that can feel really good to both people without making anyone right or wrong. So I had a, a Zoom session uh, then when I was in, in Rome, and I said, hey, I want to talk about some things that were going on um, at our retreat. And before the session, I had gotten really clear on what's important to me and why. And I had gotten really clear on, as a coach, what's going on for this client and how can I so deeply love this person that what's getting communicated is going to be an up level for her as well. Now I do that without the attachment that she's going to love what I have to say. So we, I, I confronted um, some of the things that were going on. And then when I got to the time part, I, I said, oh yeah, and I said, let me share with you why this time thing is so important to me. Because I don't do PowerPoint presentations and I don't have scripts and, and that kind of thing, like I'm really being divinely guided. And I wouldn't call myself a channeler, but it's, you know, it's like I'm like hearing and and then delivering a message. So when people come in after I've started, it throws me off, it rattles me, it distracts me, and then I can't do my best work. So here's how I'm going to set this up moving forward. People need to be there ahead of time. And if that doesn't 
take place, then I'll drop in the WhatsApp group on our first break, and then you can come in then. But I, this isn't a suggestion anymore. This is, this is a boundary that I have because I want to honor my time. I want to honor the other people that are there on time. And I want to honor the way that I do my best work so that I can serve the group as a whole the best that I know to do. And I gotta be honest with you, I mean, I'm not a mind reader, so I don't know. I don't know that she loved what I had to say. What I do know is that she was fine enough with it, and we created an agreement around it. And so one of the ways that I set it up was, I'm like, look, I know there's other coaches, I don't care if you come in late or not, and it doesn't distract them, and it doesn't deter them from doing their best work. So I'm not here to make this like the right thing to do. This is just my preference of what I need to do my best work. That's why I'm setting this level of a boundary around it. I feel that it's my responsibility to set myself up for success in my own business, at my own events, and then people can, you know, do what they need to do with it. So I find that when you explain the why behind something, and you don't need people to love it. That's really important because they're going to feel the energy if you're like push, if you're like kind of selling them on this thing. They don't need sold. There just needs to be an agreement and understanding that like this is the way we're going to roll. Um, Glenn, militant about time. All right. Um, I mean, and I'm fine for planes and that kind of thing. I get it. But... A restaurant on a Friday night when they have a 15-minute grace period, like, it's okay if you get there at 8.05 if the reservation was at 8. In Italy, it's fine if you get there by 8.30 if the reservation was at 8. Not for Glenn. Not for Glenn. Now, do I love his, in my opinion, I guess what one person calls rigidity, he calls being punctual, um, do I love that, like, when I'm getting ready to go out on a Friday or Saturday night and I'd love to just have a few extra minutes to whatever, take more time to put makeup on or whatever it is, um, knowing that this is an arbitrary deadline and it doesn't really matter if we get there at 8, 8.15 or 8.20 when you're in Italy. Would I love for there to be more flexibility? Yes. But it's so important to Glenn. It's just not anything that I need to argue for, right? It's like sometimes you just give a little to the other person and that's not self-abandoning, right? So if, if that was a bigger deal to me, I'd have to speak up about it. My whole point is I want you to find the places in your life that flowing with it, it's no big deal, whether it's your kids, your clients, your partner, your team, like it might not be your biggest preference, but it's fine. I can get myself ready on time for Glenn. And then what is just like, this does not feel good to me. This is not how I want to do life or business or relationship or motherhood or whatever your thing is. Like I could get over the, the, the time thing at my events. Is, I'm not going to. It's like, I, I haven't learned yet how to not be distracted when someone walks in late. And I'd rather put my time and my energy and my love and my creativity into what I'm delivering and not figure out how to like 
be undistracted when a distraction comes in. It's <laughs> like that. So therefore, I must show up for me, communicate it clearly, be in agreement with the others that that involves, and stick by it. You don't get to say what like a non-negotiable is and then let the the edges be blurry. You know, if if you are setting a non-negotiable with your kids, you got to stick with it. If you're doing that with your team, your clients, your lover, anyone, because you're going to get tested on it, right? And it's really more the universe saying to you, are, is this really real for you? Are you going to show up for yourself? And I'm telling you, the, the more we show up for ourselves, the less we self-abandon, the less we're going to be passing it on to the future generations, and the safer our relationships actually become. There's nothing safe about having a yes person in your life. You know, those people that just say yes and tell you what they want to hear, what they think you want to hear, because um, you never really know what they're thinking or feeling. You don't want a yes person on your team. I love that my team disagrees with me on a regular basis. Love, love, love it so much. Um, my director of operations, Courtney, like I trust her so much more because I know she is going to give it to me straight. Like, yeah, I don't really like that. I don't think that's a good idea. No, I don't think that's the right approach. Like she, and it's, it's so relieving because I need that from my, all of my team members, and they all will do that with me. Not all of my friends have as little filter as some of them, but I trust the ones who have less filter more. Again, because I always know what's real for them. I know that they're not going to be building up a resentment. I know that they're not saying yes when it's really a no for them. I know if it's imposing or not. And the freedom that creates for me to be the same, like it's so much more real, so much more real. So my invitation to you today is to practice. Practice being more visible, first with yourself and then with some of the relationships in your life. It might even, you might start with one person. And you get to start with the easy one too. You can like strength grows in increments. You can build up to this. And I want you, it, it, it might be, you know, standing in line at Starbucks. I don't know what it, it might be with strangers even. But you start showing up on behalf of you. Don't say it's fine when it's not. And let's start to see how your life changes and evolves. Because I know you're going to be creating new neurological pathways. I know you're going to, feel more proud of yourself. I know that you're going to have more, when I say self-care, not from a manicure standpoint, but from a place of real self-love. And when someone says, you know, where do you want to go for lunch or dinner? I don't care and it doesn't matter. It's to never be your response again. Um, still or sparkling, either is fine. Make a choice. Like, state your preference. That's what I want for you to get really, really great at today, this week, this month. Because then all those other dreams that are inside of you, the desires that you have that might seem out of reach or at least around the corner, they're going to be 
so much closer because you're not going to have this fuzziness in the way. You're going to be more confident. You're going to be more bold. You're going to be more practiced at showing up for you. And that's going to flow into every, every, every area of your life. All right. So my love, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Take a screenshot of this. Let me know on Instagram what your favorite part of this episode is. Maybe forward it to a friend or a coworker who needs this boost of inspiration today. And if you're really looking to transform your life, I want to invite you to my transformation in Tuscany retreat. There's such deep, awesome lively, like, let's take a look at you and what your preferences actually are. Where are you meant to go in life? What is next for you? How do you desire to make your money? What's going on in the relationship department? Like we just explore it all. There's two options that are happening in June. There's one in June and there's one in September. So check out the link below or go to divineliving.com forward slash Tuscany. And, um, get yourself registered or come with a girlfriend. It's in the heart of Florence. There's this boutique hotel that has this rooftop that overlooks the Arno and the Ponte Vecchio. It's, it's, and, and the Duomo, it's spectacular. So Florence in June or Florence in September, you pick, but get yourself registered. I want to see you there. Let's create some real magic together in the epicenter of the original renaissance, but then we will create with you a personal renaissance of you loving your life. Mm -hmm.